Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's up? It's Brandy Rose here. Popping in before you enjoy the show to tell you that after I recorded and produced most of the show, I made a Patreon. So if you go to Patreon.com slash Bucket Productions, that's B-U-C-K-I-T Productions, We have a bunch of tiers with a bunch of rewards uh, where you can bundle the shows you want to support or support all of them or support everything that I do. You range from, you know, a $3 tier to a $50 tier. So there's something for everyone. Make sure you go check it out. All right, I'll stop bothering you. You can keep listening to the show now. Go, listen to the show. This podcast may contain adult language or adult themes. Listener discretion or headphones are advised. Welcome to Eat Crit, a TTRPG podcast focused on celebrating diversity and accessibility in the TTRPG space. Anyone can play, and if you disagree, you can eat crit. I'm your host, Brandy Rose, and we are back with another solo episode where I'm actually so excited about this. So this was actually a game that was submitted to the show uh, via my casting call for uh, BIPOC-created games, and this game was sent to me by um, Kyle Tam. Uh, I'm super excited. I was instantly sold. So Kyle Tam, a.k.a. Urania Games, that's U-R-A-N-I-A minus games.itch.io, an RPG creator and writer from Southeast Asia, making games that aim for the stars. That is the bio from uh, the page on Itch.io, and I'm super excited to jump into this. So this was pitched to me as a Final Destination game, and immediately when it was pitched to me, I was like, hello, yes. Hello, yes. And also, Kyle was so kind as to send me the game before it came out, um, which, thank you so much. By now, it should be on itch. I will have the link down below. Um, As of recording, it comes out in five days. Uh, So, super excited. So, again, um, if you guys are new, hi, welcome. In the unguested episodes of Eat Crit, I review uh, indie games, micro RPGs. They have to be under 15 pages. Um, this season, for sure, all of the creators are BIPOC, which is amazing, and I'm so happy to be able to give these games a platform. I do not give you guys all the goodies. If you want to get everything out of this game, you have to go buy it or snag a community copy on the Itch page. I will be going through it, uh, reviewing it, reacting to it. I'm looking at these for the first time, and I will be creating sample character, sample campaign um, off the cuff to prove how accessible uh, and easy to get into these TTRPGs are because if I can look at it for the first time and come up with something then you can definitely run and play this game so the uh blurb I will give you guys the blurb so you and your friends have just survived a horrible accident that killed tons of people sucks for them but hey at least you're alive unfortunately death is seriously pissed and will do whatever it takes to balance his books your only hope for survival Kill somebody else, add their lifespan to yours, and hope beyond hope you don't fuck up and die. Get through the day, plan through the nights, and try not to reach the end of the line. 
which by the way is the title of this game this game is called end of the line a spooky rpg by kyle tam i'm super excited so end of the line is a game for two to five players one player will act as death fuck yes describing scenarios to be navigated and overcome as well as narrating the gruesome deaths that may occur the other player or players are the survivors who are attempting to stay alive Unfortunately, in order to survive, they must make it through their daily lives and attempt to escape death's notice through murder. You'll need 4d4 dice, lots of imagination, and a willingness to have a bloody good time. So, uh, for the 4d4s, if you don't have them at home, you can use a dice simulator. Um, that's just me telling you. Uh, I use a dice simulator always. I almost never actually use physical dice. By the time this comes out, actually, um, a project that I am in the main cast for uh, Gods of Color um, should actually have some custom diehard dice made, uh, each of us uh, having a set inspired by our characters, so I might use those. But in general, and for these uh, episodes, I use a digital roller. I think I, I literally use net or something. So, making a survivor, ooh, okay. So look, here's the thing. I did watch Final Destination when I was in college. I was extremely paranoid for like a week afterwards, um, but I'm I'm just so I love those kinds of movies, those kinds of horror movies. I I love I love acting in horror and shit. That's like one of the few things that I actually really, 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 really love uh, as far as like acting goes. Because uh, you guys know me, I am not often currently on screen if it's not a stream because I. Uh, I'm not usually actually a fan of doing TV or film. Uh, I say that, I wouldn't turn down the right thing, but in general, um, I prefer, I prefer streams. But I would, I would drop everything to be in like Final Destination 12. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I'm making a survivor. Now again, I will not give you guys all the goodies, but I will, uh, create a character for you guys. So, give them a name, describe what they look like, their personality in a single sentence, fuck yes. As a group, decide what accident you've all survived, and then you have to distribute four points across the following stats with a max of three in any stats. Um, and the stats are smart, strong, sexy, subtle, and snarky. Ooh, boy. <laughs> now look, um, I do love I do love playing villains, and I also love playing airheads, but you guys get that from me a lot, so I'm actually going to go take a hard left and create somebody very soft and very kind and very smart. Um, all of those are things I don't usually play, so let's go. Um, let's see, I'm going to play as Fern, I almost said Gully is the last name, but nope. <laughs> Fern, what's a last name? What are last, Richardson, Fern Richardson. That's a fucking name and a half right there. Uh, what they look like. They are a petite um, Mexican-American, uh, let's say, uh, non-binary character. Is this me? No. No. It's really not. Um, I'm just a coincidence. Uh, very petite. Um, let's give them... Let's give them some... Uh, that belief, that kind of, ooh, do you guys remember from the 2000s? Uh, you know, especially if you were like a person of color who was a side female at birth and you have like naturally black or almost black hair and then people would get these like caramel highlights that were like super chonky. She has those. 
Um, so she has these, uh, but they're they're pretty. You know, they are pretty. It's just like very stark contrast. These little caramel highlights, black hair, um, big thick framed glasses um, that are constantly falling down their nose, um, and they dress very. Um, very like uh, light academia type aesthetic, like very much the uh, white button shirt under like a beige sweater in like a tennis skirt with like, let's say like some like white uh, knee high socks, not thigh highs, they're still under the knee high socks and like Mary Jane's, like very much like very, very, very soft aesthetic uh, nerd. So that is, uh, that's Fern. So, four points across the following stats. Oh boy. Um, I'm gonna put zero points in sexy and zero points in, so like one, we're gonna put one point in snarky, two points in smart. No, you know what? No spice, none of that. Zero points in snarky. We're gonna go for three points in smart and one point in subtle. So in smart and subtle, the elaborations are your character's got something between their ears, and your character can say and do stuff without being noticed. And I think that would work really nicely for this character. Um, if it were me actually playing, I'd probably put all of the all of the stats in Snarky, which are your character's a mouthy asshole. Um, which I love. I fucking love. I also love the description for sexy, which is your character's milkshake brings everyone to the yard. I fucking love this. I love the way this is written. So, um, now I've made my character. I've made Fern Richardson. Now we're going to do things and have a bad time. Oh, sorry, we're gonna do things and have a bad time. Not my words, actually, the, t actually the, the name of the section. So, in order to do anything in the end of the line, survivors have to declare what actions they take while death decides to do the appropriate stat for whatever, uh, what the appropriate stat for doing the action is. Survival, survivors will then have to roll the bad time dice. Oh, I didn't say what accident we survived. Uh, you know what, let's go for a super classic. Uh, Final Destination 1, we survived a plane crash because uh, we, we didn't get on the plane. So let's say um, we were supposed to get on the plane, uh, very much the original uh, Final Destination. And, um, but instead of getting on the plane, uh, Fern had like a mild cold and out of respect to everyone, uh, she decided to stay home and rebook her flight and go later. And so she ended up not dying uh, as well as the other people in the group for the trip. Um, the bad time dice are the four D4s, which are rolled any time you are doing shit or getting shit done. These are all written, uh, capitalized, so I assume that they're game mechanics, and I fucking love that. Um, with one D4 subtracted from the total number of dice you roll per point in a stat. So if you roll under an eight, then your survivor succeeds at that task with no drawbacks. If you roll eight or above for doing shit, your survivor succeeds but has a narrow brush with death, as narrated by death. Um, there's some more modifiers. I'm not going to read them because, again, go get this game. Um, but they are, they're fucking great. Um, and then, of course, there is a death mechanic uh, where you die a gruesomely hilarious or just plain gruesome death. The bad time modifier or bad time mod to its friends. I fucking love this. <laughs> the fucking game mechanic has a friend's only nickname, please. Um, is a modifier added to every roll of the collective bad time dice, which means if one survivor fails an action, everyone must receive the consequences. Buck, yes. Okay, so there's some more mechanics, but I'm going to leave those to you guys to actually read when you're playing. So to play the game, in the 
In the end of the line, play takes place in two alternating phases. Doing shit and getting shit done. Ha, fucking knew it. In doing shit, survivors must attempt to get through the mundane scenarios that are set before them without dying miserable deaths. Um, oh boy. From getting the suntan to washing the car and going for groceries, you never know what traps death has in store. So you will continue doing this phase until both survivors and death have determined that the scenario set before each survivor oh, sorry, has been completed to, to satisfaction, at which point the game transitions to getting shit done. I fucking love that. Right, because you have to kill people in order to like survive or in order to like get more life. So that is the doing shit phase. So you're going to try in that phase to avoid getting murdered, basically. And then in getting shit done, you have to attempt to do one of four tasks. Find a victim, grab a weapon, make a plan, and do the deed. Um, that's It's a collaborative effort, and death will set the scene for the actions that they must undertake. I fucking love that. I also love that the death that uh, the GM is basically death. That is just extremely fucking cool. Um, and then, of course, uh, either when you've all failed or succeeded, um, the game proceeds to the next doing shit phase. I love games that are set in phases like this because it means that it's very scalable for like party size and also like length of play. So you can literally, um, you can scale this up, you can adapt it to stream. I will definitely be streaming this game by the way. Like there is no way in hell I'm gonna not run this game uh, with my friends on stream. There's no way. Um, this is super cool. Um, I'm also gonna be suggesting this to uh, well-seasoned stories. I say this now out loud. By the time this comes out, it will have already aired. It'll already be done. Um, but as of right now, I'm thinking I would probably like to submit this to maybe the uh, Halloween streams if anybody, uh, if I can get enough people and if, if there are still slots open for games because I think this would be really, really cool to play. Um, there's a phase here that says it sucks to be dead except when it doesn't. Dead players get to contribute to the action by converting their survivors into ghosts. <gasps> you can help or hinder as a ghost. Oh, that's so cool. So there's mechanics and stuff as well. That's cool. It's good to know that like you can still play even if you die, which is great. Um, so for winning the game, the win mechanic is when you have completed, when all survivors have successfully done the deed and killed people, they'll have those added lifespans to their own and have evaded the clutches of death for now. Oh, Oh my god, yes! Okay, so at the very end, there's a line that says spinoffs, uh, where you can play this game a million different ways. You can adapt this game to fit the mechanics of different horror movies and there's some examples as well i'm gonna leave those because you guys you should really buy this game you should really buy this game in case it wasn't already very clear that i said you should really buy this game so um it's also a two-page like it's just a two-page rpg um everybody can get into this really easily i'm so here for it i i'm i'm a huge fan already oh my god i can't wait to play this okay so 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 so, so. we have our bullet points we do have our bullet points we're gonna go through those so Size, party size. So it does say um, it's it's adaptable. It's a game for two to five players, and one of the players will act as death. So technically, it's not actually a GM; it's a player who's playing death. But it's you know basically like the the game master as well as, as death, um, which I love. So you can technically play this just as one on one, which is I love. It's like RPG death chess. I fucking love that. Um, and it says to five, but. If you, I guess like that's probably just like the sweet spot. I'm pretty sure from the way that this is described, you can scale it up if you want to, especially if you're doing 
um, other, if you're adapting this to other horror, oh God, I want to adapt this to other horror movies too. Oh my God, okay, sorry. Uh, brain producer brain is getting ahead of me. Um, accessibility, it's very accessible. I mean, again, you can use a dice roller. Um, not everybody, I think, has D4s. Mostly people have D6s, but like a lot of most RPG people tend to have D4s. And again, you can you can use roll a dice, like roll a die dot what is it dot net dot org dot whatever. Um, so it's also it's very adaptable. Um, if you're new to RPGing, you can play like. Even if you're new to jamming or to running a game or whatever, Death is a very easy character to play. Um, so it's, it's easy to get into. And this is an easy game to play if you are completely unfamiliar with RPGs because it really takes you through all of the roles. And there's phases, so it's not like you mess up once or you need a little bit of time to get into it so you don't get to play properly. But like you get to do these phases several times. Everybody does these phases. So uh, you'll, get, you'll be able to practice, and it's very easy to, to understand the rules and... You can create a character that you know suits your personal needs as a player really, really well. And then again, it's literally built very open to adapt. So I think it's I think it's pretty accessible. Plus, text is high contrast. Uh, it's easy to read the document, and I I think it looks really dope. So difficulty you can make this as hard or as easy as you want. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think the mechanics uh, of the phases make it easier to play. But I think it gives it a lot of room to like amp up the difficulty of the actual tasks. So like in doing shit, I mean this is it's very uh, much like uh, you know jigsaw type uh, traps. Are, they're possible, put it this way. Um, but you can also make them relatively simple if you want it to be easy. But I think when you're playing this game, you're probably wanting it to be a bit of a, a little bit more difficult. So I think the general level of difficulty in this game, like to win. Um, is medium to high, which I think is dope because it makes for a really, really fun game. Um, but you can set it easier if you want to, from what I'm understanding. Um, it's very creative. It's very fucking creative. Um, I am now going to be obsessing over my favorite movies and how I can adapt those because I've already been adapting, as of recording this, I've been working on adapting uh, some of my favorite rom-coms and rom-com genre in general into a game uh, which, hell, might even be out by the time this fucking episode airs. Um, but I hadn't actually thought about the favorite horror game, horror movies that I ha uh, have uh, and how those could work um, to adapt, and that would be really, really fun. So this is extremely fucking cool. I love the phase uh, mechanic a lot. Uh, I think it's really creative. I think the language, I think the, the voice, I think Kyle's voice comes through this really nicely. The humor comes out really nicely in this game. It's also a very fun read. Um, this micro RPG is just a really fun read. So you guys got my character concept idea and my idea for like a little setup. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I think it'd be really cool to see Fern go through uh, her nerdy little study life and uh, and work through their like daily tasks of like maybe like yeah maybe like running errands and taking notes and uh, doing maybe like a study circle with other people and like traveling to the study circle and being in the library and like those are very nice setups for uh, almost deaths and then also seeing sweet sweet nerd Fern try to fucking like find someone to target and then murder them so that they don't die is narratively fucking fascinating. I fucking love Fern. Um, if you guys want to see a mock-up of what Fern looks like, I'll probably have uh, I'll have that 
I'll have that on my um, Twitter at the Brandy Rose. Um, I might end up doing that for all these episodes actually retroactively, so uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, this is super fun. I can't wait to play this. Thank you again, Kyle, for sending me this. Uh, I can't wait to play this. I can't wait to play spinoffs. I can't wait to make this into a little, little uh, mini, uh, quote unquote, mini series, a series of one shots. I think that would be really fucking fun. Um, maybe for if I can't do it Halloween this year, I'll do it Halloween next year. I don't care. I'm gonna play this several times regardless of when when it is in the year. So yeah, this is pretty this is pretty awesome. Let's play. Thank you for listening to Eat Crit. If you've got a question, comment, or suggestion, hit us up on Twitter at podcast underscore cringe or my personal Twitter at the Brandy Rose. If you'd like to help support for Pay What You Can, the cash app is Tip Brandy Rose. That's dolly sign T I P B R A N D Y. Be safe, have fun, and try not to eat crit. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.